Hello there, C-Note here, and welcome to Dopamine, the show that is all about personal empowerment. And I want to let you know that the next few episodes, next seven episodes or so that are coming out on Fridays are all about Myers-Briggs Basics. And it is basically my beginner's course that I've created on YouTube and I translated to audio form for you to be able to listen to for free here on the podcast. So this is a great way for you to get to know the basics of the system the history behind it, and getting to know all of the little bits and bops of what makes this you know, a useful thing in life, including a segment that involves exactly that, being able to use this in your everyday life. So once you're done with this entire thing, there is going to be links in the description for each episode that will take you to what is our what is called our Myers-Briggs Basics course for creators and coaches. This is basically the next step for you if you're a coach or someone who is a creator, you're a podcaster, you're a YouTuber, or someone that's trying to use Myers-Briggs for marketing or some sort of purpose like that, you can dive further into the system, what it means, how to use it for yourself and your business going forward. So with further without further ado, Let's hit the button and do the thing here on Dopamine. Let's go. Hey, everybody, C-Note here, and welcome to Dopamine, the show that is all about mental health empowerment using personality typology. If you've been following along the past few videos, we've been working on a personality development 101 course, explaining some of the basics of Myers-Briggs and how you can start to use it for your personal development. In the future, we're going to be doing a cognitive functions course that goes into deeper uh, theory around Myers-Briggs and cognitive functions and Carl Jung's work. And then we're going to actually be teaching a passive profiling course. So this is about like watching TV, watching celebrity, celebrity interviews, um, and, and passively typing some of the people in your life, in your lives, in your lives, <laughs> words, uh, to allow you to kind of better understand how you can figure out other people. So really, I wanted you to focus on yourself and understand and think about how this stuff relates to you. And we're going to be going through a couple more segments here for the free part of this personality development course. And, uh, and then the, the, I'll explain some of the other stuff as we get later on in the videos. So, uh, there's links below to things, go check it out. So <laughs> as I go along, I'm like, blah, 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 here's the thing. So <laughs> I'm going to slow down for a second. Next, we're going to talk about learning styles. And that means intuitive intuition or sensing. So intuition is all about the understanding the patterns of the world. So intuition, if you have this as a preference, is about not necessarily literally looking at things for what they are, but looking at the meaning of things, asking what if questions, looking behind the curtain. It's kind of like behind the curtain thinking like, how does this work? What are the mechanics of this? Um, you know, how did this come to be? And sometimes that translates to asking life's big questions. You know, what is the meaning of life? How do, how is the universe formed? How is the planet formed? How is, you know, why did she make that choice? <laughs> but, you know, it's about understanding how the patterns of the world kind of come to be. And, and in a way, personality typing is a result of intuition. It's about Carl Jung having looked at the patterns of his patients, of the way that their mind works, and looking for commonalities between those sets of data. 
And people do that all the time. There are different intuitives who are learning that way. So your learning style is how you take in information, whether that's from your own mind or from the outside world. So it's important to understand that intuitive intuition and sensing is about learning. So there are going to be different behaviors that show up, which we'll talk about in like cognitive functions and talk about in the uh, passive profiling course. But intuition is essentially about pattern recognition and understanding what if questions about the world. So you see something happen and you're like, what if these trees were made of lollipops? Huh, that would be interesting. You know, sometimes morphing the world a little bit in your head to see what would happen if something changed. And then if that thing changed, how is that different from reality? So it's a comparison point between reality and what we experience. And then sensing is about literally what you see, feel, smell, and experience in the world. So sensors, which make up more of the population, sensors are going to be people who are literally focused on what's in front of them. This is what I see. This is what I experience. As far as I know, if I haven't seen the other room, I can't, I'm most likely not even going to bother trying to hypothesize what is coming. I'm just going to see it when I see it. I'm going to get there when I get there. Or if you've had past experience with like certain types of rooms, you might make a hypothesis, but it's, you know, the idea is like you're focused on what you can see. So that can be sometimes a challenge with understanding why some people in life or people in your life may not have experienced or, or think about things the way that you think about them because they're not seeing the patterns that you see. I'm speaking to you as an intuitive person. Uh, and the sensors are going to be wondering, why are you bothering asking all of those questions about, you know, the stuff behind the curtain? You know, <laughs> at the end of the day, sensors are about what's in front of the curtain, the presentation, what's happening, what's going on, what can I do? What can I see, experience? What can I have a hand in, in a way? And then intu intuitives are going to be focused on big picture questions, what if, etc. Now, similar to introversion and extroversion, there's a duality to this. So sometimes we have to adapt to survive, right? So sometimes intuitives need to be more sensor life in certain situations. Sometimes sensors are asked to be more intuitive in certain situations. And being able to bend a little bit is okay. That's totally fine. But understanding your dominant type, if you're an intuitive, understanding that you just might literally miss some of the physical details of the world. But sensors are going to notice far more detail. So if, you, if, if I asked you without looking, if you're an intuitive, if you've watched two of the videos before, was I wearing the same color shirt or, or, you know, what's a color of something in this room without looking at it, right? Like I can block this off and be like, what was the color of that Care Bear? <laughs> Would you remember that? Uh, it depends on what you were paying attention to, right? So I think sensors are just more primed to notice all of the details of the world around them. Now, it depends on what kind of sensor you are. Similar to what I was talking about with introversion and extroversion, there are different types of sensors. There's introvert and extroverted sensors in terms of the attitude. And again, that goes into cognitive functions that's going to get more complicated. But the idea is that sensors themselves are about the details of the physical world, what you can smell, sense, hear, taste, you know, your sense of balance, 
And sometimes that means, you know, your physical interactivity with the world. So some of the more extreme sports types of people who are doing really crazy things with their body in relation to the outside world and have a really good sense of proprioception, which is like understanding your body in a physical space, those are more likely going to be sensors in one way or another. And sensors are also going to be really good at like situations like cooking and things that involve more sensory details uh, and, and really getting to know those things. I think that's incredibly powerful to know as a sensor. Uh, intuitives are going to be, again, really great at philosophizing, asking big questions about the past, about history, about the future, theorizing what life is going to be like 5,000 years from now. Those are more interesting conversations because asking those questions, again, is about the tether between reality and like these big questions and making those connections between what could possibly be and what is. And that stuff is really interesting because we take that into our imagination and we eventually create things as a result of that. So a lot of creativity comes from that as well. Not that sensors can't be creative. Sensors can absolutely be creative, but they're going to be creating things based on what they smell, see, experience. And there could be intuition that gets tied into that as well. So for every side that we have, again, if you're an introvert, you're going to have an extroverted side that's going to show up a little bit. If you're an intuitive, you're going to have a sensing side that's going to show up a little bit. If you're a sensor, you're going to have an intuiting side that's going to show up a little bit, right? So being able to apply that kind of shows up in interesting ways. And again, that, that is going to be part of the cognitive functions course that we're going to be doing a little bit down the line. So the basic idea here is that Intuitives are pattern recognizers. We ask what if questions behind the curtain, sensors in front of the curtain. What can I see? What do I know? What can I experience? What is reliable? What is safe? What do I know? You know, what, what is, what's the thing? <laughs> Just tell me what the thing is, you know, instead of asking all sorts of questions, basically, at the end of the day. So that's a little bit of an overview of intuitive and sensor. That can be some of the most, the more difficult ones to understand because that's a little bit, I think, I think when you really get to know it, you see the patterns of it in the world a little bit more, but it's the most esoteric of all of the explanations because it's not something that is, there's no public sort of perception out there of this. This is like new and very specific to Myers-Briggs. But I think when you really think about it, again, you'll start to say like, oh, okay, my my kid, he just kind of misses stuff. I want, let's, maybe he's an intuitive. Hmm. Should ask him questions. Or like, you know, I, my, my older brother, he's always like skateboarding and he's so good at it. And he's just like, He's just taking risks and he never gets hurt for some reason <laughs> or whatever. Like, oh, he's probably a sensor, you know, stuff like that. He's just really good at like sports, stuff like that. Very kinesthetic things like usage of your body. So again, I want you to ask questions of yourself. Like, who have you seen that is like this in your life? Potential celebrities or but more so in your personal experience, like who potentially is an intuitive in your life? Describe them a little bit. And then who is a sensor in your life? And describe them a little bit. Once, like I mentioned in the last one, this is not a permission slip for you to talk crap about the other type. This is not what this is. This is a safe space. This is about learning. This is about learning about yourself. This is about learning about other people. 
And chances are, if you think that I'm bouncing around too much, you might be a sensor. <laughs> so it depends on the situation. There's more details there. Um, so again, ask questions below, reply to this email if you're watching the email section, or if you're watching this on YouTube, leave a comment. Let me know what you think. Let me know your questions, your thoughts. If you have anything you think would be interesting to add to this, because I'll definitely update this stuff in the future, and uh, what you would like to learn in the future courses. If you're interested in the Cognitive Functions course or the Passive Typing course, let me know in the comments below. And I will certainly make sure that you are added to the list of people that I will notify when those things go up. So without further ado, well, actually, no, that's not the right word. <laughs> those are not the right words at all. Um, now that this is all said and done, the next thing we're going to focus on is decision making, how you make choices. And this is going to be pretty important for you to pay attention to. I'm going to try to speak slower and not be all crazy. Uh, I'm trying to get through it, but there's a lot of stuff to talk about. So again, if you go to dopamine.life, you can check out articles, past podcasts, and our dopamine school, where you can take some of our courses. We've got INTP-specific courses about relationships and all sorts of rad things. So go check that out. There's links below, all that fun stuff. So let's move on to decision-making styles. Let's go. My name is Michael. I just had a profiling session with CNote and I really loved it. Uh, I actually have been struggling for a long time, hesitating between INTP and INFP. So getting an expert point of view from outside was critical for me. Uh, I really felt in good hands. Uh, I was able to get rid of any doubts I had. I was able to ask any questions and that was really a game changer for me. Uh, overall, I'm really happy with how the session was set up and very happy with the results as well. So I highly recommend working with him um, and I want you to thank him again. It was totally worth it. Sign up for your own one-on-one -on -one personality profiling session at dopamine.life slash profiling session today. This has been a C-Note Media Production. Yeah.